The title of the message today is God's Citizens in an Earthly Country. God's Citizens in an Earthly Country. And uh, we realize that uh, as believers, you know, our citizenship isn't ultimately um, in this world. And I'm thankful for that. Um, I enjoy the life God has given me uh, here and, and uh, for however long he allows for me, you know, to be uh, on earth. He's, he's, uh, he's put some great things here. And, uh, you know, we can have abundant lives. Um, there's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of relationships that can be enjoyed. Uh, there's church family. There's singing. Uh, we've got good music uh, here uh, today. That's a gift from God. And, and uh, there's a lot of things uh, to, to rejoice in. But ultimately, I rejoice that God has made uh, preparations of a country, a heavenly dwelling place, um, a city. We're going to find out in, in, in the book of, uh, of Revelation that there's a city. This is unique. 1,400 miles cubed. It's a pretty big city. Not to mention the fact that it's cubed. It's going to be interesting. It's called the New Jerusalem. Um, the New City Jerusalem. City of Peace. And, uh, hey, man, I think it's going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be wondrous. It's going to be wild to just explore everything, that, all the preparations that God is making. You know, the Bible says that, that our, our, you know, eye have, has not seen, ears have not heard. We can't even fully imagine with a little bit of just a sampling, just a sampling of what we have on this planet. We can't even imagine all the wonders that God is, is preparing for us in the, in the future. And uh, I look forward to that. It'll be great. I'm glad that I, 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 I'm glad I, I rejoice that I have that citizenship. But in the meantime, the Bible says you are now ambassadors. In other words, God's not taken us to that quite yet. Because in the meantime, if he has us here, we're supposed to represent him. We're supposed to represent that land that we're really citizens of, ultimately. We're in another land where we're ambassadors. We're representing the Lord here for a time. And uh, it's a privilege to do that. Now, as ambassadors for God's kingdom, that's a high calling. And it's also something to, to be very energized about, enthusiastic about. I mean, even a, you know, an ambassador of a country here on earth, you know, I assume they usually pick people that are enthused about their country. I mean, if you're going to represent your country and go to another country, right, to talk about and, and sort of be a liaison from that land, I mean, you, you'd want to choose somebody who loves that country, right, and is going to be a good spokesperson for them, is going to be loyal and representative and enthused about that, that role. And so think about us as ambassadors of God's kingdom. You know, how enthusiastic are we about that? I mean, when we go out, okay, so we go out there in the parade on, uh, on, on, on Tuesday. You know, we're in the land right, right now in which God has placed us to be ambassadors. And we're going to, by God's grace, be a presence there representing God to those of the land in which God has put us in. Now, I'm, I'm really happy God chose, you know, the United States of America for me to be an ambassador in. Um, I love being a Christian here. 
Once in a while, God sends me to other places to, to carry the gospel too. I, that, that's great. And so when we have those opportunities, you know, before others, how are they observing us? What are they seeing in us as far as our enthusiasm about representing God's kingdom? Um, those are the opportunities we have. You know, recently they had, on, on, it was on a Wednesday evening uh, recently, they had a, a prayer meeting at the, at the Capitol there in Augusta. And my wife went to that, and several others did it as well. And I heard reports of that. I thought it was great. I mean, you had, uh, kind of find out there was 900 uh, that showed up there. And um, there was hundreds of people in the Capitol singing, How Great Thou Art. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. I mean, look, there's a lot that we could sit around and complain about, right? Oh, man, this country I'm an ambassador in, you know, look at the things that they're doing. It's a mess. Look at all the, the terrible policies and laws and this, that, and the other. But, you know, ultimately, as ambassadors, we're not called to go to a place, ultimately, to be heavily invested in all the decisions that that land ultimately makes. We're there, ultimately, to be the most invested in the land that we're represented. And... Whatever, whatever the United States of America, whatever direction it ends up going, does that change our job as ambassadors at all? Now, it might change the dynamics of it. It might cha change how challenging it may be to carry out our responsibilities, but it doesn't change our responsibilities at all. It doesn't change a, a, a one bit what we're called to be um, as representatives of the Lord. And uh, that encourages me. Are you encouraged about that? Well, let's look to the Bible. Let's go to Psalm uh, 33. This will help us all. Um, Psalm 33. And uh, it says there, the first uh, word is rejoice. Right? Rejoice. Rejoice, Christian. Rejoice. Why? Because you're just going to conjure up some joy today? I'm going I'm uh, to give myself a pep talk. And I'm going to tell myself to rejoice. That doesn't work, really work real well for me. I mean, I might be able to, you know, force that smile out there a little bit. And there, there's times, you know, when you have to as a Christian, you know, you just have to say, okay, I mean, I'm going I'm to grin and bear it, as it were. Um, but look at this. It says, rejoice what? In the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the, uh, the upright. In other words, it's fitting. It makes sense for us to be full of praise. When you think about who God is, when you think about what He's done for us, when you think about what, the purpose and meaning that we have in Him, no matter what's going on, we can say, hey, I can stop right now and I can rejoice in the Lord. And it's always fitting and it's always appropriate uh, to do that. Let's have a word of prayer together. Uh, Lord, uh, as we go through this psalm now, just encourage us as Christians uh, today in the land in which you've put us uh, to represent you well. And we thank you for the help that you give us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, it says in verse 2, Praise the Lord with harp. Sing unto him with psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. And uh, we have instruments uh, here uh, today. We didn't have a harp, but we had some string instruments, right? We had some string instruments there. They're kind of like mini harps, I guess. And uh, I don't know how many strings those guitars have on them there. Uh, what do they have, five? Six, all right. Well, they had ten strings here, but we had, we had, uh, we had some guitars out here uh, today. And I like, uh, I like how uh, Johnny said, hey, uh, on this last stanza, 
Let's bring it up a notch. Let's sing it, you know, even more powerfully. Because it does say here, with psaltery instrument of ten strings, it says, sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. Now, I do like the balance there. It doesn't say, you know, just make a, don't, don't, don't just make a whole bunch of noise. Don't just make a racket. It does call for some skill there, right? I mean, if you can carry a tune, you know, carry a tune. It's kind of like a built-in, you've got a built-in instrument there, all right? Your voice. It's a built-in instrument. And uh, you can hone that skill a little bit. Learn the songs. Sing, the, sing, the, sing the, the notes that go with that. Maybe find a harmony. Do some skill. But what does it say? Do it with some energy. Sing it loudly. You know, sometimes we, 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 we kill the, the, the hymn sometimes because we're boring. You know why we're boring? Because we're bored. You know why we're bored? Because we're not really thinking about the Lord who's worthy to be praised and the fact that I represent him as an ambassador and as I'm singing here, I'm putting out the word about the one that I represent. And there's a little bit of stirring in the heart, right? And uh, we're saying, okay, you know, I know I'm Baptist, but I can still be stirred a little bit, all right? And I can still get a little energy and enthusiasm here because God is worthy of it. And if I'm playing an instrument, I'm going to put my heart into that. And if I'm just using the built-in instrument of my voice, I'm going to try to be as skillful as I can and be enthusiastic and raise that up to God. And uh, so we're not, you know, I mean, so this is uh, just us getting together as, 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 as fellow ambassadors, Right. And it's our it's kind of like our caucus. It's our it's our gathering of saying, OK, you know, we're rallying together here throughout the rest of the week. We're going to be representing the Lord wherever he's put us. And I love the fact that in our church we have people that do you know, all kinds of occupations. It's wonderful. I mean, we have we have police officers. Uh, we have real estate agents. We have people that work in the medical field. We have uh, we have lawyers. We I mean. We have stay-at-home moms. We have people that do all kinds of things. So, what, what, so what's, the, what's, the, uh, what's the task? Wherever God has put us, if you're a builder, you know, if, you're, if you're a fixer, whatever it is you're doing, wherever it is you are, first and foremost, you're a, representing, you're a representative of the Lord. And think of how, how much honor and dignity that, does, that gives to what you do. Right? And... Uh, and so when we come together, what do we do? Okay, we bring all those hearts together and we say, before the Lord now, uh, today, you're worthy, Lord. And uh, we're going to make some skillful noise for you as one little offering that we can give to you uh, to show how heartfelt our, our devotion is. And then it says in verse 4, it says, for the word of the Lord is right. When we gather together, we have, we have music and we look to God's word. Why do we look to God's word? Because it's right. Right. And uh, anytime that something in there doesn't match something in here or here, then what do we have to do? We have to get what's here or here in line with what is here. We have to get what is here or here in line with what, what, what God says, because his word is right. All right. Now, look, if if there's a contradiction between what I believe and what God's word says, God's word is right every single time. Okay, I know, you know, I mean, hey, sometimes we get into some banter. And uh, uh, one of my sons, he loves to throw out questions. I don't know if there's actually any answers for it, but it always gets us into a big dispute. Okay, and so we get disputing this thing, you know, for an extended period of time. that I don't know if you could ever really sort out. Right. And, uh, and, and so I understand that there's human disputes and, and we can get pretty passionate about the fact that I'm right on this. 
And you may be right, that other person may be right. Opinions, you know, what are, they, what are they really worth in the end? Everyone's got an opinion, right? But look, if it's your opinion versus what God says, he is right every time. <laughs> now, you know, you could, be, you could feel a little threatened by that, but how about this? We, we represent here in our land, we represent the one who has given us the instructions and he has given us um, all of the, the, the plan and all the truths about uh, who he is and what we represent. And it's all accurate. It's all, it's all something we can put our heart into. It's something we can truly embrace because it's not kind of like, man, you ever had something like, you're not totally sure if you really buy into it, but you're tasked with convincing others about it? <laughs> That's a terrible place to be. It's like you're not really passionate about it, but you're going to try to make someone else passionate about it, right? Like maybe like selling a product or something. And, uh, and you're trying to give the sales pitch. That's not the way it is with God's Word. God's Word, you can fully put your heart into it because it's right. And it's true. And, 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 uh, and, uh, and, it's, and it's worthy of our, of our, of our full um, uh, embracing. It says, For the Word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done now, these are great words right here, in truth. All of his works are done in truth. All right? Sometimes people can do good things, but they're doing them for the wrong reasons. All right? Sometimes um, things are packaged in such a way so as to be presented for people to, to take, but inside of it there's deception. And, it, and, it, and it's packaged to veil something that isn't really true. God is not like that. God's works are always in the realm of truth. And uh, he is the truth teller and the truth uh, giver. That's who he represents. It says in verse uh, number five, He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And, and so uh, God says, look, uh, as the truth giver, as the one who gives you the word that is right, I love righteousness and I love judgment. I love uh, I love when people come into line with that which is correct, with that which, which is right. Now, the Bible says that righteousness exalteth a nation. In other words, righteousness puts a nation up into a spot of being blessed. But the Bible says that sin is a reproach or a shame to any land. You know what God says? God says, I love righteousness. And I love good judgment. And what God loves, we should pay attention to, because that's the place of blessing. Now, for as much as we may be taking it, uh, um, we may be taking it for granted some you know, 200 plus years later, uh, our land has really been benefited by the fact that, that, that there has been a lot of Godward orientation and a lot of seeking of what is right before Him. Uh, I don't know if you've seen one of those one of those cruise ships. You ever been in the, in the vicinity of one of those things? I mean, one of the full-size ones? They are. I can't, you know, look at the thing, and the thing that's going to float across the ocean, it's, they're, they're humongous. But they do steer those things, right? And uh, I, I've been, I've been uh, I was in a place down in, uh, in, in Florida where they were pulling out of there with one of those, and it's almost like it almost is so big and you're up close to it, it doesn't even seem like it's moving. Then we do some other things, look again, and it's, and it's, and it's, you know, it's just very slowly, it's just very slowly turning out into the, into the, uh, the, out through the harbor, out into the open waters. And you're looking at that thing and you think, man, it's almost indiscernible when it turns. But it does, it does turn, little by little, and it goes in a certain direction. 
That's what's happening in our land right now. It, 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 it's almost, you know, it's incremental and it's very slowly, but we're turning away from the righteousness and judgment of the Lord. And we've got to remember, if we're going to make that choice, that righteousness is what exalts a nation. Any nation can probably conjure up the, 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 uh, the means to, uh, to get it done for a while. We're a relatively young nation. And so our choice is, are we going to be a flash in the pan because we only trusted God for a certain amount and God we trust? I mean, it's printed on the money, but give me a break. You know, are we just going to be that, that, that momentary uh, nation that was blessed for, for just a little while because we were exalted by, by, by righteous choices? Or are we going to be like all the other ones that have come and gone that thought, you know, we've built this. You know, this is our Tower of Babel here. Let's make a name for ourselves. And what always happens to that? It goes, by the way, of all the other ones, right, that try to build a kingdom for themselves for human purposes. And, uh, and so, so he loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And, and when we look at the, at, at, the, at the prosperity and the resources of America, we can see so much of it. You know, it's such a diverse land. We've got the breadbasket. We've got the mountains. We've got the rivers. We've got the water sources. And we complain a little bit about the rain here. It's like we're trapped in Seattle all of a sudden here in Maine. But, you know, I mean, we, hey, we, at least we've got a lot of fresh water here, right? All right, a lot of places in the land, they're still they're trying to dig, dig down a well to get any fresh water. And, I mean, we live in a, in a land of bounty. We sure do. But, you know, what we've got to remember is that's the goodness of the Lord right there. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And we need to focus on that. And we need to be, be grateful for that. And we need to recognize that it's only you know, through his provision that that, 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 is, that that is true. And it says in verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. And just think of that evaporation uh, uh, system. Uh, here, someone playing Atari here this morning? Or what's going on? <laughs> Is that even a thing anymore? We still have Atari, but um, it, it, so uh, sounds like Pac-Man. Um, I gotta get back to the passage here. <laughs> he gathereth the water of the seas together. Now think about that system that God put together, that evaporation and filtration system. And it's like when we get the water falling out of the sky, it's all a closed system. Like the same water that's here today was well, the same water, you know, that, I mean, it's, it's been there throughout the ages. Uh, the, the little basket that, that, that Moses floated on one day in the river there. I mean, it's the same water. It's, just, it's, it's, it's filtered in, in over and over again for us to be able to benefit from it. It's one of the, the, the few sustainers of life in this, in, this, in this planet, right? And that's God's genius. His whole system for, for water, filtration, and distribution. And we just see it happening, and the meteorologist tells us it's coming up, you know, and we just kind of take it for granted. And then we, we complain a little bit when there's too much of it, you know, too much fresh water, as we sell bottled water all over the place. It's, it's, it's funny stuff. But um, so uh, he gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap, and he layeth up in the depths of the storehouses, the storehouses of the water. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. And, uh, and that's the call to attention to, the, to God, the gifter, uh, the one who makes it to rain upon the just and the unjust, the one who has filled our land with goodness. And our land today stands in peril of not being in, God, in awe of God anymore. You say, what are we going to do about it? 
What we've got to do about it as Christians and those who are in awe of God, we need to continue to do that. We need to show people a joyous representation of the one who believes and trusts in God. And we need to show them grateful hearts. Hey, look, you know, no matter what everyone else is saying, I'm grateful to God. I want to do what's right in His eyes. I want to please Him. I'm blessed by Him. I want to be a joyous Christian. And grumbling and complaining about what the world does rarely makes much of a difference. But being a joyous representation about what you have in God, that's powerful. That's something that the world doesn't see every day. And, uh, and so it says um, there, the Lord, uh, uh, it, it says, all, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. How's that going to happen? By seeing those of us who are in, in awe of him uh, stand clearly for that. It says in verse number nine, for he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people to none effect. You know, you get like, uh, you get these great minds like the World Economic Forum. And they meet over there in Europe somewhere. And uh, they're all getting together and, and having this council, right? This godless council of what their plan for the earth is in the, in the, in the coming years. And they got some pretty crazy stuff planned out for you and I, by the way. <laughs> Whenever I hear the stuff they have planned, I'm like, God, I'm glad you got the ultimate plan. All right. I'm glad that ultimately the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. The heathen are just those that are just godless who don't add God into the equation at all. Right. Humanistic. And uh, he maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Look at verse 11. The counsel of the Lord, what does it say? Standeth forever. And so the counsel that he has and what he has planned out and what, he, uh, um, what his vision is, that stands forever. So what do you want to be a part of? You want to be a part of the builders of the Tower of Babel again? Or do you want to be with the one whose counsel stands forever? And, uh, and so it's just, it's just repeated history, you know? It's repeated history. And now we have the technology to pull off what those that were trying to build the Tower of Babel did not have. We can really make a name for ourselves now. Um, and uh, God says, you know, all that counsel, if, I'm not, if it doesn't acknowledge me, it's all going to come to naught. It's all going to come to naught. It can pretty, be pretty scary when you hear some of the stuff, but don't. it's, it's going to be okay, right? The counsel of God stands forever. The thoughts of His heart are to all generations. And I think about that to all generations. That brings me great comfort because now... Uh, we just recently took a picture, you know, the four generation of, of Philbrick men. And my, you had my dad, myself, you know, Silas and, and, and Eric, right? And I don't, like, it's easy for me to say, I don't, I don't get real concerned as far as myself at this point, right? I mean, I'm over, they call it over the hill, right? I'm going down the other side. We're going to, you know, well, what, what happens, it happens. But, you know, when we start thinking about the next generations in this world, that's where it starts to get a little concerning, right? And then we're like, oh, man, what kind of a world is my grandson going to be growing up in? And, 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 and you start to get apprehensive and worried and worked up about it. Get anxiety, right? And then you go back to God's word and you see, you know, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen and not. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart are to all generations. And I can trust the fact that his heart is towards my sons and my grandson 
and my granddaughters. You know, he, he sees them. He knows their name. His heart is towards them. And uh, what a comfort that is. What a comfort that is. And we do what we can, right? We do what we can to preserve uh, a future for them. But ultimately, what can we do? Well, really, we, we, need, to just trust, we need to trust in God. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's the, so, much, so, so much comfort uh, that brings. And, uh, and then it says this, verse number 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And uh, we do say in God we trust, and, and there is much of our nation, especially the beginnings of it and the workings of it, um, that were blessed because God was our Lord. And there's still a great remnant of that. Um, look, in, in, in the United States of America, there's still many Bible-believing people, many God-fearing people, many prayerful people. Many people that, that, that want to um, see our land be blessed as, as we acknowledge God as, 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 uh, for who He is. But as a nation, we need to decide, do we want this blessing? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And you say, you know, how can I change what I'm seeing? How can I make a difference? In, 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 you know, there's so many people, over 300 million people, how can I have any sort of effect? Well, within your realm of influence, you obey God. You look for that blessing of an, an individual um, whose God is the Lord. And, uh, and, and, and you show others that are looking to you that you believe that that's true. And that's worth living out. And, and, uh, and, and, and do what you can uh, where you can. And it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. And we have an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, preserved in heaven for us. <laughs> That's all we have. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, he has finished that. He has given you an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, reserved by him. And if he reserves it, who's going to break that? Um, but in the meantime, as you look forward to that inheritance... You know, he wants us to represent him uh, here in a world that needs to see. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Am I thankful for America? Yes, I am. Am I concerned for America? Yes, to the degree that we're forgetting that God is the Lord. Because that's where the blessing lies. That's where the blessing lies. And, uh, you know, people can get, can get together and think that they have the upper hand because they're passing uh, godless bills and bills that aren't according to God's word and uh, thinking that there's not going to be any, any consequences for that and they can just do whatever they want, you know, and that's going to be, that everything is going to work out for them. Look, God is the life giver and the life sustainer. And when you detach yourself from the life giver, what do you ultimately have left? You know, that, 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 that life is going to wane out of that. And it's just a matter of time before deadness and, 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 uh, and, and corruption sets in. It says in verse 13, The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. <laughs> so God sees it all. And He sees everything that everybody is up to, right? And, uh, and, 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 he, and He observes it. And from the place of His inha uh, habitation, He looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike and considereth all their works. God is at work. 
There is no king saved by the multitude and host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And so sometimes people think, you know, if I can just get into power, if I can get into power, then I'll be all set and I can do whatever I want. And God says, no, that's not the way that anything's ultimately won. The way the thing is ultimately won is not by the power and might of mankind. It says there's no king saved by the multitude of a host. I don't know. I don't care how many people they, they, they think they have behind them. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he be delivered uh, any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. And that's where true success and that's where... Um, that's where, where, where the, the power source lies. That's where true fulfillment lies. That's where the purpose and meaning in life is found is by the God whom is to be feared because he is God, but that also has mercy upon us. And isn't it interesting that both of those words are in the same verse there? Has mercy upon us. Um, he looks to us individually. He looks to us as a nation. And he does say, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. Are you interested in my blessing or are you just interested in working up whatever blessing by your definition you think you deserve to have or you need to have in your way? And uh, that's what a lot of life really comes down to um, as God works in our life. What are we going to respond to um, by the, uh, the truth giver as he works in our hearts and in our lives? He loves you. Um, he, he knows where he's placed you and you can be a difference maker as you joyfully represent the Lord where he has put you. Let's pray.